0: Hello everyone. I am super excited to announce that Smarter Parenting will begin releasing two podcasts every week from now until the end of the year. We're doing this because there is so much information that we want to share with you. This will include podcasts that I present information and also podcasts where we have guests. So tune in and pay attention because we have a lot to share with you. Hello, this is episode 27 Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Today is a great day and uh, welcome, welcome my friends. I hope everybody is having a great day. There's a lot going on. I actually have a brace on my left hand uh too much typing i think and so trying to watch that so i don't injure it uh further <laughs> but who would have thought like years ago you know um we had people working out in fields farmers and they were plowing and so they did all this kind of work and in my work i i, I type quite a bit and so my injuries compared to their injuries hmm. <laughs> i don't i mean i don't mean to minimize um carpal tunnel or anything like that but I'm I'm just saying it's I thought it interesting that there were people doing really hard laborious jobs and here I am typing in my having problems with my hand so anyways um, (laughs) uh, the only reason I bring that up is because I my father actually was an immigrant and he came into the United States uh, before I was born I was born here in the United States but his He worked really hard, and he came here actually to go to school, and so he enrolled into college. But uh, the the needs of the family actually outweighed everything else, and so he had to work, consistently work. um, And so he never did finish school, Uh, but it was a dream for his children to be able to do that, and uh, so I ended up going to school. And of course, if you've listened to the previous podcast about my experience with school and struggling with ADHD, you would realize... (laughs) that it was quite a miracle that I actually made it through school. Uh, But I did very well overall in school once I was able to hone in on the skills that I needed in order to be productive with ADHD. So anyways, um, yeah. And thinking back about my dad, it was a lot of of hard work. You know, he worked multiple jobs and, and I'm just grateful for the sacrifice he made. But Uh, I remember shaking his hand and he would have actually really rough hands because of the work that he did. Um, but I'm super grateful for his sacrifice because his sacrifice actually makes it, uh, easier for me in my life. And now I'm doing a job that he would, he would want me to do, which is not hard labor or long hours. Um, he would want me to be able to use intellect in my brain and, things like that to better the world if that makes any sense um in teaching additional things and so um very very grateful for him and his sacrifice and anyways that's off topic but that's why i bring that up is i just find it humorous that um my dad works so hard um to provide so much for me and and here i am with my with my wrist so anyway Uh, Today, what we are going to discuss is the ADHD brain, and we're going to talk about a study that was done in order to evaluate people who struggle with ADHD and people who do not, and measuring that. Now, if you remember from a previous podcast on how ADHD is diagnosed, you would realize that... ADHD is diagnosed by meeting with a clinician and actually going over a checklist and evaluating where there are attention or hyperactivity issues. That are happening with a child and so that's the way that it is done there is no medical test like you can't go in and take a blood test for adhd they just they just don't do that and um they've also done studies on brain scans with children with and adults with adhd but there is still no test for that like you cannot go in and have an mri for uh adhd to test whether or not you have adhd so I wanted to talk about this test. It happened in 2017, and I'm going to be using some notes because I think the information is important, and I I want to be sure that I get it correct. But there was a study that was done, um, and it was published, actually, in the Lancet uh, Psychiatry Journal. So what they did is that they studied the brain structure. It was an international study, but they studied the brain structure of 1,713 people with a diagnosis of ADHD. They also tested 1,529 people without ADHD. So this is a huge sample size, roughly around uh, 3,243 people or 42 people. So they had an um, MRI scan. Now the range of ages for the people that had taken this test were from the ages of four to 63. So we're talking this decade span of people struggling with ADHD. And we're talking about a huge size uh, group of people internationally who have been diagnosed with ADHD and those who have not been diagnosed with ADHD. Now, um, it's important to understand that they needed to do a vast size group in order to really evaluate this. And I, I'm glad that they took the time because it's a huge group. I mean, if you think about it, that's a lot of people to be testing, right? 3,242 people who are having these scans of their brain so they can evaluate if there are any differences. Now, um, I'm just going to read this. Um so the 3,242 3, people had an MRI scan to measure the overall brain volume and the size of seven regions of the brain that were thought to be linked to ADHD. The pallidum, the thalamus, the caudate nucleus, putamen, nucleus accumbens amygdala, and hippocampus. Now, the researchers also noted whether those with ADHD had ever taken psychostimulant medication, for example, if they had taken Ritalin. Now, the study found, and this is interesting, the study found that overall brain volume and five of the regional volumes were smaller in people with ADHD. Now these differences are super small. This is a quote. These are the differences are super small in the range of a few percent. So the reason it was needed to have such a large size tested is that they they were able to notice that these there were like really small percentage differences. Now, similar differences in brain volume are also seen in other psychiatric disorders, especially major depressive disorder. All right? And that was said by Dr. Martine Hoogman from Radboud, uh, Radboud University Medical Center in the Netherlands. Now, the, the major differences were actually found in children with ADHD, but less obvious in adults with the disorder. And based on this, the researchers propose that ADHD is a disorder of the brain and suggests that delays in developmental and several brain regions are characteristic in ADHD. So a lot of times, you know, we look at a children with ADHD and then we believe, okay, um, this behavior is ADHD, hands down it's ADHD and then over time we're like oh it could be something else or what's happening but again I had mentioned that uh, over time and exposure and experience a lot of times people learn to develop very specific skills that are useful for them in overcoming ADHD and I think that in this case this is something that is very similar to that Um, so anyways they found that with children with ADHD, the symptomology was actually larger and there was more behavior of acting out and inability to control and maintain, right? The results from the study confirmed that people with ADHD have differences in their brain structure and therefore suggest that ADHD is a disorder of the brain, right? Right? Um, Now, here comes the question. Why then, if it's a disorder of the brain, why can't we study it? Why can't we just go in and uh, take an MRI and then receive the diagnosis? Why do we have to keep track over time, talk to a clinician and do evaluations about the behaviors that we notice? Um, The answer to that is actually fairly simple. When you go in to have an MRI or an evaluation of your brain, it's actually taking a picture of the moment. The difficulty is actually watching the brain work in different environments at different times. Um, so think of it this way. If I were to take a snapshot of something, I'm only capturing that image in time, right? I'm not actually capturing anything else. I don't see how the brain is working when it's under complete stress or when it's in a classroom full of noise. I, When you're doing these tests, For the brain, an MRI uh, scan or any other scans that you may be doing for the brain, you're only capturing that moment in time, which is why you can't really test for the ADHD because you're not seeing any other stimulation things happening. Now, does that mean that that can't happen in the future? You know, um, who knows? You know, this idea that perhaps virtual reality, in in the in the case of walking through somebody in a situation, can can stimulate those while an MRI or while something is happening, possibility, right? I mean, it is a real possibility. I I hope that science can create a way for us to test this further down the line. With gaming technology and our ability to actually create virtual worlds, I'm thinking in the future that, and I'm hoping, this is super geeky of me, and I know it's like Star Trek or Star Wars, Probably more Star Trek, because Star Wars is more... I'm not going to get into that, but I am a fan. Anyways, it's, it's probably more Star Trek, but this idea that we can create this reality and then have people interact with that uh, virtual reality and then test their brains would be great. Or actually being able to take these images or these scans of a brain and evaluate the brain while a child is involved in whatever they're involved with uh, would help, right? Uh, us further understand how an ADHD brain works in stressful and often uncertain circumstances. So I thought it was super interesting that uh, we bring this topic up because I think it's important for people to understand, specifically people who struggle with understanding ADHD, um, that there is a difference in brain, in in a a person with ADHD in their brain and someone who is not it's a small percentage, according to the study. It's a very small percentage of a difference there. However, there is a difference. And so further research is needed. And I'm sure they're going to continue to do additional studies to follow up on this and find out more information. Because I, I, but I I just feel like it's super important. Um, You know, some people, I've heard it over and over again where people are like, ah, it's just made up. You just made that up. It's not really a real thing. It's not a big deal. Um, but there is a brain disorder happening when ADHD happens. And so really working with your brain and focusing treatment on how we can adjust the brain to uh, strengthen it and make it stronger, specifically with skills, these things are the things that will help your child improve, Right. Later on down the line, we will talk about neuroplasticity in the brain, the ability for the brain to heal itself in many ways and actually teach itself. Um, the brain is such a malleable thing that really, we, it's, it's super, super powerful. And if we find ways to help shape the brain, we can actually help shape the way that our behavior um, is displayed, right? Um but neuroplasticity and the brain and working with ADHD are really something that I am fascinated about, and especially moving forward as we talk to some additional professionals who help us understand how to really work through some of these issues um, in helping the brain work better and function more effectively. Um, anyways. Great topic. It's a a wonderful topic. Just know that there is a difference between people who have an ADHD brain um, or people with ADHD and people who have not been diagnosed with ADHD. If you want more information, jump over to the Smarter Parenting website because we have some additional information specifically about this topic the ADHD brain and we'll include a link to this uh, study so you can go ahead and take a look at it because I think it would be super helpful for some parents to give them a little sense of comfort that it it isn't anything that you did and it's not something that you fed your child or or anything like that it it really is a, a brain disorder but it's something that is workable right absolutely workable now smarter parenting is offering coaching and so i just wanted to give a shout out for anyone uh, who is looking to do some individual coaching feel free to sign up you can find it over on the smarter parenting website and we'll just walk through some of the issues that you're focused on it's very individualized and very specific to whatever it is that you may need so that's it for me Um, And again, super grateful for you. Thank you for listening. And if this has been useful for you, feel free to share it with somebody else who could benefit from learning a little bit more about ADHD. Um, And I'm specifically talking about family and people who are involved in your child's life or in your life who don't really understand it. All right, that's it for me. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, bye. Bye.